0: Welcome back to We Are Way A. I'm your host, Felicity. And I'm your co host, Shannon. And on this season of We Are Way A, it's the Vampire Academy recap party as we celebrate the release of Peacock's Vampire Academy series which is based on the best-selling books by author Rochelle Mead.
1: Each week, we'll be looking back at the books, hearing from Vampire Academy fans, and recapping every episode of the show. And we'll even have some special guests, including author Rochelle Mead.
0: Wow! Episode 6, Monya, and the hits just keep coming! The Royal Tour proves to be as dangerous as expected with near-death
1: experiences, And Rose and Dimitri getting much, much, much closer. And joining us to discuss all of those big moments, Rochelle Mead, author of the Vampire Academy series. Hello. And our very special guests, Cece Stringer, who plays Rose Hathaway, and Kieran Moore, who plays Dimitri Belikov. Welcome to the show, everybody.
0: This episode begins with Rose preparing to receive her first Molnir mark, and she does not look happy. Memories of her fight to the actual death was Dragoy McHale playback, as well as an email from the correspondent's queen, Janine Hathaway, telling her daughter what a big moment this is. Lyssa comes to comfort her friend ahead of the ceremony, and it's very clear this mark is not a moment of joy or achievement.
1: Rose enters the guardian's chapel and tries to catch Dimitri's eye, but the man is fighting his feelings hard. As she kneels to receive her tattoo, memories of all the times Mikhail was alive and basically being her supportive guardian bestie just come flooding back. And just as Alberta is about to start, Rose runs from the room. Dimitri almost chases after her, but Alberta's being Alberta and he remembers he has to follow the rules. Lyssa continues to comfort a distress Rose, reminding her that she didn't kill
0: Mikhail, she killed a Strigoy and in doing so, saved them all. Pivoting hard, Rose questions Lyssa's decision to get engaged to Jesse in an effort to get a quorum and protect the Dragomir bloodline. She promises she won't compel him, but she needs to meet this Ivashkov guy who can help her understand spirit better.
1: Victor, still back in surprisingly good health after Sonia healed him, is preparing to go on the royal tour and get those networking connections going. Sonia, looking alive and uh, not levitating via flock of birds, reminds everyone how Maroy view the damp years. Expendable. She also encourages Mia to spend time with Meredith on the royal tour and not to waste a moment. However, that advice is short-lived when, because of Mia's water use against Jesse, she's kicked off the tour as punishment. Sonia volunteers to go in her place. And we're rolling at the royal tour. The first stop, surprise, surprise, is another
0: glamorous royal party. At the party, the Queen hands over responsibility of naming an heir to the council, and both Tatiana and Victor have their moving and shaking game faces on. As the royals gather, Rose, Eddie, Meredith and other guardians stand at the edge of the party and watch the merriment. Jesse, thanks to pressure from his dad, is looking to name a date with Lyssa, while Lyssa is deflecting, trying to score the exclusive Evashkov party invitation. Because of course, Adrian's parties are exclusive. And while Jesse says, no way, Lyssa is more than willing to try and talk to
1: someone with real power, his dad. Ouch, Lyssa. Sonia isn't impressed by Lissa's selection of Jesse, but Victor sees some ally potential, and apparently Mia was prepping hard for this tour because she sent notes, but Sonia isn't totally sure how to follow them, so instead uses her spirit powers to read people's auras and also overhear their thoughts. Jesse is remembering a violent episode from his father, giving more insight into just how terrible his private relationship with his dad is. Lyssa has a glowing golden aura while talking with Declos Sr., who is thinking Lissa will ruin this family. Not a good sign for Lyssa.
0: Tatiana and her Vogel relative are watching Victor networking and see that Sonia is feeding him intel, which put Tatiana into motion— Watch out, Sonia! Tatiana and Mason's dad discuss the Guardian test and callously dismiss the deaths, remarking only one novice died, which proves the point that Lauren the age would be fine. And with so many deaths of seasoned Guardians, maybe they should be tested again for when more is in the field. They had this conversation right in front of Rose, Eddie, and other guardians. Rude! We also learn that Mason's dad is in charge of moving non-Royal Moroi who aren't being protected by guardians at the moment, to relocation centres, something that is super profitable. Guardians are being pulled to help with this plan, and Rose learns that Mikhail's family is in the village set for relocation. Rose leaves the party and finds another senior guardian, begging to be let on relocation duty for Mikhail's province. Getting the assignment, she finds the one and only Dmitry Belikov, of course, is head command. I can feel the tension already.
1: Jessie runs into Silver at the party, and Jessie wants to know why she's there, and follows her into the hallway trying to lure her to uh, explore the more private rooms in the area with him. But Silver holds her ground. She likes her date because he isn't ashamed to bring her. Just as he departs, Zeklo Sr. spots them and forcefully and violently reminds his son that he needs to be with Lissa only.
0: In a bad mood, and understandable, Jesse then demands Lissa leave with him, and while Eddie tries to remind them they should wait for everyone else, Jesse pulls royal rank and forces the group to leave with minor protection in place. Meanwhile, back at St. Vlad's, Mia is literally getting burned marks in her hands for punishment for using her power, and damn, did that look painful! Afterwards, she runs into Christian and asks him to show her how to use her magic as a more offensive power like he does.
1: In the Coroni province, Rose and Dimitri arrive, and she admits she wanted to come to see Mikhail's family to ask their forgiveness. Sasha, his sister, is not happy to see Rose and storms out of the room, but Mikhail's father wants to talk with Rose privately. Her dad is sick, clearly in his last days, but he shares that Mikhail talked about Rose, calling her the brilliant wild card— he does not want to relocate. This place is all he's ever known. He asks to see Rose Molnia, but she admits that she couldn't do it and disrespect his memory. Mikhail feared being turned into a Strigoi, he says, and Rose saved him from that. So by getting the Molnia, it honors his life. Meanwhile, traveling by SUV back from the party, Lyssa, Jesse, Eddie, and Meredith enter a tunnel, but it's a trap. Rocks fall and block both entrance and exit, and then Strigoi attack.
0: Meanwhile, Dimitri is having words with Sasha, saying she disobeyed her orders to help relocate her family. Dimitri is still really reading from the Moroy script and says that Mikhail has, was lost in battle, but as Sasha rightly pointed out, a battle that the Moroy caused. He demands she stand down, but she won't and walks away. Rose, overhearing the conversation, confronts Dimitri, realising this is why they're on this mission. She reminds him that Sasha is actually protecting everyone here because the council removed the non-royal guardians. But just as she's about to tear into him some more, she's struck down in pain and gets a vision of Lissa's situation.
1: Back in the tunnel, Meredith is fighting off the Strigoi, and after a particularly violent murder of the driver, Eddie freezes in shock and the Strigoi breaks into the car and drags Jesse out. Just as the Strigoi is going in for the kill, Jesse offers his neck with an almost look of relief. But Meredith saves him. However, she is badly slashed by the Strigoi, and things do not look good when the other guardians arrive to save her and Eddie from certain death. Lyssa begins to try and help heal Meredith, but is dragged away by the arriving guardians protecting the royals.
0: Meanwhile, Christian is trying to help Mia learn to use her water power, and while she's got a bit to learn, Christian tells her his Aunt Tasha taught him after his parents turned. Mia admits she knows that his parents are Strigoi and that they're not dead, and offers to talk to him if he ever needs it. Arriving back at the hotel, Lyssa tells Jesse that the attack was his fault and he was being a selfish prick. Yes, Lyssa! However, he grabs her aggressively and only by using compulsion can she get him to leave her alone. And, mail alert, Lyssa got an invitation to the Avashkov
1: party. Rose apologizes to Sasha, admitting that Mikhail was her friend. Sasha is setting up a funeral pyre for her father and Rose offers to do the work and take watch for the night so she can be with her father in the final hours. Dimitri returns to tell Rose that Lissa is fine and she casually admits that she knows, which he totally heard that. After telling her that they're leaving, Rose says she's not going and neither is the Tanner family. Dimitri doesn't answer immediately and Rose accuses him of being the good soldier. And she won't take orders from people who won't put her first. He admits that of course he wants to put her first, but he has to follow orders or the system will crumble. Her replies that the system is broken citing the devastation to the Tanner family, the fathers that neither Rose nor Mason really knew. Dimitri counters that he knew too much about his father, and he wants to be nothing like him and says that he's frightened without rules that could happen. Rose being classic Rose reminds Dimitri she won't take orders. Christian shares with Mia about all the things that are happening with his parents.
0: And she can't believe that he hasn't shared all these details with Lissa. He says it doesn't matter now that she's getting engaged. Christian admits to having more questions for his parents, and Mia reminds him not to be naive, and then receives a phone call from Sonia, telling her about the attack and Meredith being injured, which sends Mia running.
1: Sonia, meanwhile, is not looking good, and the dark eyes of spirit are popping up more and more, and then she notices it's spreading to her body. Christian and Mia come up to the dorms to see Meredith, and the two comfort each other. Christian politely leaves the room, as Mermia promised to protect each other, no matter the cost.
0: And now we're at a disco ball. Big-time party vibes venue, and into frame walks Adrian Avashkov. Clearly in his party years era, Lissa watches him enter, greeting everyone, grabbing a drink, and then he comes straight to her, admitting he knows everything about her and how she scammed her way into the party. Lissa admits she expected an older art collector vibe, and they discuss the art he keeps locked away, the art that could help Lyssa understand the history of spirit users. Hallucinations of Andre convince Lyssa to drink with Adrian because this will help her get access to the art. She attempts to compel Adrian to a private tour, and he seems to hesitate, something there maybe,
1: before saying yes, and did he see that compulsion? Oh, Adrian. On the private tour, we see all of Adrian's extensive collection, many detailing spirits, use, and history with St. Vladimir, including one that shows St. Vlad dreamwalking. The final piece is locked away, showcasing the darkened eyes of St. Vladimir.
0: Back on the royal tour in the hotel bar, Victor is networking and Tatiana is spying as she spots Sonia entering the room. She commiserates with Sonia how hard it must have been after Mikhail's death and she admits that what happened was the council's fault and that they should have known that he was unfit for duty. That B word. We're not going to say it but that B word. This unravels Sonia who takes the bait becoming more agitated by Sonia's diminishing of Mikhail, calling him an incompetent fighter.
1: Dimitri hasn't left and stands guard outside the Tanner's house with Rose behind a fire perimeter. He acknowledges that he knows she's hurting and that he'd do anything to make it stop. And there's definitely something starting to simmer between these two. Rose is again unexpectedly doubling over in pain and she realizes it's because Dragoy are here.
0: And then we get a montage of the culmination of all the episode threads, with Jesse facing his father for another violent confrontation, Lissa following Adrian at the party, but also seeing this darkness of spirit in her own eyes, Tatiana manoeuvring politically against Victor in an attempt to get votes for the Queen, and Remitri in battle, and they're fighting! Sorry to everyone else, but watching Rose and Dimitri go all in on a Strigoi battle is
1: everything! It ends with Tatiana boldly accusing Mikhail Tanner of being a traitor, sending Sonia over the edge into her darkness and unleashing her fangs, attempting to attack Tatiana. Meanwhile, back at the Tanner house, Sasha joins the fight, helping to slay and attack Strigoi. Over on our favorite Dragomir side of things, Lyssa is passing out at the party. Later, we learn
0: the press coverage of Sonia's breakdown is everywhere and Victor promises to take better care of her and get her help. Rose watches a fire pyre burning as the remaining tanners are loaded off to relocation. Dimitri asks where Sasha is and Rose confesses that she told her to run away and Dmitri is angered knowing that not just Sasha but Rose could get in big trouble for this defiance. She won't apologise and says that all guardians deserve better treatment. This clearly rattles Dimitri.
1: We rejoin Lyssa at the party with Adrian and he says he understands more than she thinks and he can help her if she only wakes up, which is when we learn the man is dreamwalking. And it's the next day, and Adrian Avashkov is a spirit user.
0: Another guardian asks Rose and Dimitri where Sasha is, and Dimitri speaks over Rose to lie and say that Sasha had died and that her body is on the funeral pyre. Rose wants to know why, but Dimitri can't answer such an obvious question. It's because he loves you! And then Dimitri tells Rose they can't leave yet, and they have to do something. And it's sexy Mjolnir time, as Rose kneels in front of Dimitri and offers the nape of her neck to him to receive the tattoo, and the tension is off the charts. They can't control themselves, and after the world's most longest chemistry fueled stare, they kiss, and we fade to black. Remitri Hive, rise up, because it is our time. Okay, so before Cece and Kieran get here, because I actually feel weird saying, saying this, this part of the episode that I loved and I want to talk to you guys about... Let's talk about the introduction of the one, the only, Mr. Adrian Avashkov, who has a party. And as soon as I saw Avashkov's party name on the invitation, I about lost my damn mind.
2: Yeah, that caught me by surprise that we saw him so soon. And you, you hear Lissa talking about this art guy, right? Whose collection travels, and then oh, it's Adrian Avashkov, and it was just like, what? Uh, yeah, definitely a jaw-dropping moment. I was kind
0: of like, I know that he was coming. We knew that he was coming in this season, but I was kind of thinking like episode eight or nine, and we're going to just get him turning up and saying his little Dampier line and like iconically, and then, you know, busting out. But we go to the party and enters Adrian Avashkov in full party mode. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is interesting in terms of, I know, like, I think doesn't Lister even say, you're not what I pictured. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if it's an intentional meta moment, but I feel like it is a little bit meta tongue in cheek of like fans have such expectations on this character that like it's a nod to that of like there's such a hype that maybe this person won't be what you do. But I I loved in a weird way that like we are seeing a pre-Adrian, a bit like in how we are seeing a pre, you know, uh, we saw a little bit of Rose and Lissa before the car crash. We're seeing a little pre-Adrian here at his most party suppress the spirit worst when we first meet him in this moment he is clearly drinking clearly taking some other things
2: yeah and that's good i mean that's our baseline adrian Mm -hmm. because i ideally like everyone else is doing in this show we're gonna see him grow and develop and change and change and so you got to start at the bottom to go up and there he is there's adrian at his most adrian and
1: speaking of, you know, the first time we see Adrian on screen, it's also the first time we get to see uh, a new spirit power on screen. We see dreamwalking for the first time. That's a real book shout because I was like, the boy dreamwalked. I was like, as soon as they like splashed it, I was like, look at this. So,
0: and I think the thing that's interesting we're seeing with Adrian, at, we've seen Sonia with her spirit power really struggling and she's further down a dark path uh, than, than Lissa is. And Lyssa is sort of starting to hint at that. But Adrian seems to be okay. He seems to be doing these things easily. He seems to kind of be okay with it all. And I'm I'm interested to see how we see the show develop that.
2: Yeah, because he's he's known about it for a while. He still has a lot of questions, of course, but he's, I don't want to say he's made his piece, but this is his status quo at the moment. And for Lisa, it's all just like, what? Whoa. You know, she's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she doesn't know anything yet. And so the contrast between them, is is interesting for her to to meet a veteran so to speak
0: okay so we've we can we're going to stop talking about adrian and i'm going to bring back in kieran and cc so we don't you know i don't think Dimitri wants to hear about adrian i don't think that's going to be a relationship that's going to go that well because they i already could see the sparks going to negatively fly between them so let's get them back in and let's talk about the rest of what happened in episode six we got so much to discuss. Let's let's get into this. Okay, episode six was full of things, and we have so many questions for all of you. But first of all, I wanna start us off at the start of the episode where we're really kind of going in post-episode five and R.I.P. Mikhail. I will say though, but for you, CeCe, Roses. Is- devastation in that post moment and then obviously in early in the first in in episode six that we go into that's a real kind of new flavor for her as we're in this part of the series like so far we've seen her be really defiant really strong what was that like kind of showing that that grief I don't know I think um
3: it's great playing characters that um that live like a wide range of emotions I guess and that's what's interesting to watch so I like the way that on Vampire Academy, we get to show everyone's sort of arc and emotional journey. And I think Mikhail is absolutely tragic what happens to him and Rose really, really suffers for it. Um, but, you know, I think it really helps her develop her own sense of self and what she believes in and what she stands up for and what Mikhail meant to her. So I think it's devastating and it's tragic and it's so sad to watch. But if anything, his memory is like pushing her forward, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense.
0: Mm -hmm. And Kieran, I suppose for Dimitri with Mikhail's death, like this is another chance for him to sit on another chance, but like it's him seeing death up close again, reminding him follow the rules or you could die.
4: I think um, it's just another example of how dangerous their the craft is. But I think also it's just he gets to see it almost like for the first time again with Rose. And I, I mean, for him, my well, my interpretation of Dimitri and how he sort of followed his story was that he is up there. He sees this daily and now it's like that fresh, like when, when someone sees that and experiences something for the first time and it's a girl that he's slowly falling in love with, I think he starts to doubt whether or not, wait, this is my life. Do I want to partake in this? And look what it does to people that we care about um, and how it molds us. And we sort of see that at the end of five when he's kind of like, you know what, it doesn't get any easier. I wish I could sort of help you in any way I can, but kind of buckle up. This is your life now.
0: Well, and in five and then very much in the beginning of six and the first half of six for both of you, You see Dimitri really pull back from that and not want to talk to Rose almost. Like he's kind of shutting down.
4: A little bit of a spoiler because I didn't know this, but like, so having looked back, um, I completely agree with the editing decision. Um, But there was a near kiss at the end of five. So that kind of did guide my choices in six. It was more of like, oh my God, I came so close to slipping away from his duty it was like i need to really rein back now um hope, i think the editing decision does does sort of still give that effect it's quite he's opened up in his in form of his emotions uh, and it's enough to pull back but he's really stern with her in six until he just can't really seem to slip away from her um but yeah it's an interesting it was an interesting experience for me watching that back and be like oh no um them choices make sense now um <laughs> yeah but I think they are just one big sort of metaphor um, no, to meet you.
3: I liked, I liked it, it as an editing choice. Yeah. I think it was really cool. And yeah. I, and I obviously it's weird like being an actor and remembering what you, what you did on set, what you said on set um, when you were filming it and then editing puts your performance in somebody else's hands. Um, it's always weird watching stuff back and being like, oh, they decided to change this and this, and this is different. But like you said, I think as an editing choice, it really, it really fit and everything kind of gelled. And I think, like you said, I reckon your performance matched
0: that version of the scene as well. Really, really beautifully. Absolutely. And Rochelle, I gotta ask you, what is it like watching this phase of the Romichi relationship for you as the author? Seeing the tension, the will they, won't they, knowing that the And we talked about this, the pieces may have moved around the board a little bit. So a lot
2: of it probably is catching you by surprise. It is. And that's fun. It's it's kind of a mix of knowing like, okay, I'm pretty sure where this road will end up. But there is so much that's changed. Like, I'll find myself when it ends, like, wait, no, no, what's the next one? What are they going to do? And people say, how are you surprised? It's yours. And I'm like, no. And I I love that, actually. It's so fun for me. Uh, to not know everything and, and wonder where they're going to go next.
0: And the shadows of differences in the way that Kieran and Cece are playing the characters, but then the flip of like, but these are the characters we know and love.
2: Yeah, but they've got, I mean, you still see it. The They are those characters. It's there even with, like you're saying, subtle pieces changed. Mm-hmm. You know who you're looking at and you know who's doing that.
0: I mean, I feel like Shannon's leaning, looking at me saying, could we just maybe get that scene that was cut reenacted on this podcast right now if we need (laughs) to?
1: I understand the editing choice. I'm a little bit sad about it and I'm allowed to be.
0: Peacock, we're not mad. We're just disappointed (laughs) is all we're going to say.
2: No, it's good. It's good to make people wait.
0: (laughs) I feel like there's a payoff coming we're going to talk about soon, but... Well, and this is the thing of like, I I, I don't know. I'm like, is it just this episode's payoff? Because I feel like there's consequences to rule bending. But I want to ask Dimitri, Kieran, about the rule bending situation. Because as you said, we start episode six with him kind of, and now that we know that there was almost a kiss, a snapback to like, no, rules, Dimitri. Follow the rules. Go out. Do the things. And then obviously, as that episode goes on, Rose keeps pushing and pushing and saying to him, but why? But why? What was that like to play? And then, Cz, I'd love to know your
4: side of it too. I think it was just excitement, really, for me as an actor. That's like this—that's the juice, right? Just this. Like, he was so torn. My approach to meet you at the start was that there was always ideas. I mean, he's lost friends, um, as we realized with Alexi. He's been torn away from his family. Um, his mum's in the comics. He knows the 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 strain this life has. So there's an idea, but he, he channels that, and it just makes him so good at his job. And for me, that was like this idea that. He isn't necessarily good by choice. He's kind of like a curse. I thought there was something sort of poetic in that approach that he has to do this. So he may as well try it. He may as well give it everything. And Rose kind of enters his life and kind of holds up a mirror to Dimitri. It's like, you've spent your whole life morphing yourself into this perfect guardian. Who's the man underneath? Like, what do you really feel? What do you really care about? And she has this freedom that he has never attained. Yet she's still as good if not better than he is as a guardian, and he knows her potential and it kind of makes him think well if she can do all this and be as good as me yet have all this freedom why have I sort of imprisoned myself a little bit but it's all he knows you know um, it kind of relates to that one saying that the um, that Victor and Jason constantly sorry Victor and Andre talk about that what you want and what you must do constantly two very different things and um, yeah it was interesting in the audition process that was the the metaphor of Rose. It's like there's all this passion in the tw- underneath, and Rose is going to come and wreak havoc and threaten to release it all.
0: <laughs> and Zizi, for you, like this is also too, you have sort of hinted in the, in, as Rose is in the previous episodes, about wanting to buck the system to fight against it. But really, this is the episode where you're pretty vocal about it at times about why am I participating in a foundational structure that it hates me, that wants to see me die, really?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's cool as well because there's such a difference in her, you know, at the beginning when she's still very much indoctrinated in the kind of they come first, my entire life, I shall give up to serve this, you know, ancient race. And I remember reading it and getting to like six and seven and being like, wow, like I knew we were going to do the whole rebelling thing and all of that, but just seeing how, intense her swing is from that to telling someone to run, you know, or telling someone to to break the rules or telling someone to engage with people that they're not allowed to engage with. You know what I mean? Like, I, I genuinely remember reading Six and being like, oh, my God, okay. Like, has right like, <laughs> really, really, really turned it around. I just, I just didn't think it would happen so quickly that she would have such an intense mental shift but it's really cool to see I don't know I feel like she's kind of like she's like a horse and Dimitri's like pulling on the reins and this horse is like ready to run out the gate you know what I mean they're like ready to go and and Dimitri's just trying to hold her back and be like please like don't blow everything up don't destroy everything I know you want to be free and I know you want to feel powerful and move forward but That's still not the
0: way the world works, unfortunately. And then that causes some tension between them as well. I want to talk about you guys getting to go outside of the set that we'd seen so far, which was sort of the school and the, you know, the St. Vladimir's Academy. And you guys got to go on the royal tour and then you got to go off into the provinces. What was that like?
4: I'll, I'll jump in. I was waiting for see, I was waiting for rose to come firing through that. Um, yeah, no, Portugal, it just made it feel like that world was expanding, you know, and um, one of my favourite things about this job was the set was real, you know, there was no, there was no green screen. Everything was mm-hmm. as it was and that's that's so gold as an actor, you know, it's that element of I don't have to act, This I'm here, I'm living, breathing, this is my my environment. Um, and when we got to the Royal Court stuff, it kind of like, it's like, oh, this is expanding and it kind of, it made it feel like, oh, Joe, when you stand on a skyscraper and you realize how small you are, and you're like, "Wow, this is this is this is growing," and um, there's different elements of our story that will be introduced. Um, and we also got to fight in a ring of fire. So my childhood dreams, yeah, that made, was you know? insane. <laughs> that was pretty cool. We didn't get to go to a pilot. That I mean. was
0: insanity. <laughs> so tell us about yeah, tell us about
1: that. Like, what was filming that like?
4: Well, actually, how- no, no, remember it was freezing cold, and then they put the heat bars on. Only put them on a certain length towards the end Like a lot of our filming was cold yeah. But then that fight was the only yeah. time we looked at each other And was like, I'm warm for once, you know um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah like But the middle, be- the middle of the ring of fire was quite hot It was nice though, you're right Because we were cold and freezing all the time But it's just crazy for them Because like, obviously you use like camera tricks So everything's, you're, you're not really in a literal ring of fire, but then we got to the shots where they couldn't cheat, it, and they literally just had to put us in a ring of fire doing stunts with these amazing artists, like people are jumping into the ring, like just just crazy, crazy stuff. I'm really excited um for everyone to see that fight, actually. And you can see um, you can see a little bit of it in the trailer and stuff, but mm. that was that was very, very, very cool in terms of stunts and something that I've never done before, like a full 360 ring of fire. And we nailed that fire, didn't we? We absolutely so killed fun. that one. Yeah.
0: It looked so good. It looked so good. I mean, Rochelle, I we talked about last week you, your one failure of not putting Dimitri on a motorbike. Do you now regret not having well. like a real? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to like start building this list of like, oh, why didn't I do that? Yeah, definitely ring of firefight I think needs to be up there. Uh, and, and it kind of goes uh, back to what I was saying last week. There's just some things, the the screen can do that the page can't. And there's some things the page can do that the screen can't. And that kind of a big in-your-face visual fight, um, it, it can't be done on the page. And so that's just the, the wonder of uh, seeing it adapted on the screen like that.
1: That's definitely been one of my favorite scenes in the series so far. So I kind of have to ask, what was training for that specific scene like?
4: I thought I'd peaked, mm. I'll be honest. And then we got more in like next <laughs> episodes. And I was kind of like, wait. Okay. Um, yeah. The ring of fun. Yeah. I, like, I mean, it was like, Cece was so busy that like, she was in every day and I, I had a little bit more time off than Cece so I always got the opportunity to train quite a lot. Um, so Cece was working every day so it was, it was like running the fights in between takes, right? And you nailed yeah. it. every time. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool though. It's really cool because alongside the training that Rose and Dimitri do, like me and Kieran do that as well and... It came to oh, what was the episode oh, four, five? Four, pas de, I don't know. With the pas de deux. Pas
4: de, pas
3: de, yeah, exactly. When we're doing the the of de it's like um, we learn this piece together. And then from that, they teach us all of our moves, which are essentially based on that piece, like that piece, which, and it's basically like Tai Chi. It's not even necessarily a choreographed like combat so much, but. You know, we call it like the dance. And so we learned the dance. And then in every fight after that, there is some element of that dance in the fight. Um, So our skills developed alongside Dimitri and Rose's skills as they were training together as well. And then by the end of it, like we are, me and Kieran were so, so in sync. I remember watching the trailer and there's a shot where we're in a house and I'm wearing like the black pants. Um, and you've you've got your guardian suit on. And um someone grabbed that like a couple of seconds for a gif online, and it was just like, Do you do you know the shot I'm talking about, Kieran? Where, where I know we're the shot Wait, where we turned the
4: stances. Yeah. It was yeah, my dad's favorite <laughs> yeah. shot of the trailer. My dad was with like, your dad. That is the it's, shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right,
3: exactly. And I I looked at me. that and I was like. I don't remember us planning that. Like, I don't remember us planning like three, two, one. I feel like they just called action and the knock on the door came and then we just did it because we were in sync like that
0: already. You know what I mean?
4: life kind of imitated it reminds me of my, one of my favorite quotes in the books about like, that they're, they're lethal around each other in a fight and we
0: saw I, I thought of that quote too in when we were you guys from the ring of fire and you you hit your backs together and I was just like that is that moment that is that moment come to life of this is the first time they've been out in the field untested backups not coming here we go Rose and Dimitri fighting like badasses massive shout out to the stunt team though what a phenomenal job you guys you got you all did you looked fantastic with the actors as well but like the, sh- the stunt work in the show has been so, has been fantastic all through but this was like next level
3: they did such an amazing job i don't know how they did it it was mm-hmm. like yeah truly truly and my stunt double cassie joe craig she's an absolute tank and <clears throat> yeah she taught me she taught me so much everything
0: but I think we've talked about it on previous episodes too. Both of you were doing such a fantastic job of the physicality of the roles and how different each of those physicalness, ness, ness, that's not a word, I'm making stuff up, needs to be. Like, Cece, like Rose is, you, like, we talked about it last week. Some actresses, God love everybody, not everybody can be a natural runner. You run, girl. You, like, know how to run after things and get things. And I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But also, Kieran, the thing of like what we see when you do Dimitri is a more grounded, like lived in kind of like you've, like it's clear as you do the stuff that you've done this before, you're a guardian who's done this for a while. Like is that intentional choices that both of you are making to kind of have Rose's athleticism be really passionate, be really kind of like out there and like new and fresh, whereas Dimitri's is grounded.
3: As a character, Rose has so much to learn and Dimitri's one person that can teach her those things and how, because, like, I think, like you said, Rose comes into a fight um, with a lot of, like, passion and 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 fire and stuff, but Dimitri is teaching her to control, you know, what she's doing and the, the way she fights so that she can have that sort of, like, raw animalistic kind of rage and fire and passion so that she can rein in her skills in order to be able to, yeah, like, control that, like... You know
4: what I mean? That, that controlled aggression, right?
3: I think that was like such a yeah, nod exactly.
4: to our sort of our backgrounds because I, I obviously come from a, box, a boxing background and uh, CeCe comes from like a dance background and that was implemented into both our styles but for me it was like that pressure of Dimitri's meant to look like he's been doing this for a long time before he meets mm-hmm. roles. <laughs> so I remember, I remember when I got the job I rang Jeff and I was like i um, so is there any fight videos I can watch? What kind of style are we going for? Like, I need to know, I need to do some homework. Yeah. It just it felt like my obligation. And he sent me a couple of things and that just became like my life really because I knew Dimitri was going to be um, a man of few words uh, as we as we sort of <laughs> enter this story. And I think he's all about what he's what he doesn't say for me. Um, but then it was like, okay, but the fighting side is where he sort of expresses his personality quite a lot. Uh, and we come to realise in episode seven, why he is like
0: that um we have to move on to the big elephant in the room the Rometri elephant in the room which is both of you have said you knew of this fan base cc you've admitted you were a book fan which is amazing um and kieran came on board pretty damn quick which we love um but what was that like heading into knowing this is a six book series where you are about to enter into the iconic couple that has its own ship name that is so anticipated by fans what was that like scary (laughs) yeah people always ask me if I felt the pressure but I don't
3: think I ever really did I think been like knowing the books and the character so well I've been sort of lucky and I've been prepared I suppose like I've had a concept of of who she is and what the story is and all of that kind of stuff and I really wanted to do it justice and I guess the only nervousness comes from like, I hope that the fans appreciate it, like, and and the OG book fans, I hope that they can find what they're looking for, even though it is an adaptation. And even though we have changed a few things. So I guess that's really all I cared about or was nervous about was the fans reception.
4: Um, I think I definitely felt the pressure personally. Um, I think like I'd seen the movie, right? Um, I've said this a few times because I've seen the movie and I, I, I sort of like lost my I lost my memory a little bit and then when I got the audition and then it wasn't until I actually knew I was going to play Dimitri before it got announced that I did a little bit more research and realised like oh this guy is like really cherished by a lot of people and um, that comes with its own expectations and like like Cece said you just kind of want to everyone who loves that character to at least see that you love them too um, or that you've thought about it and you've been attentive. And um, yeah, no, it just made it all the more exciting, really, because um, it was challenging, and it's again, it's an adaptation, but it's it's been really, the fans have been really nice, you know. Um, everyone seems to really care about what we were doing. Everyone's allowed to not be happy as well, you know. Like everyone's allowed to keep their imagination and sort of be. You're never going to live up <laughs> to everyone's expectations or imagination, and there's a freedom in that. Um, But then there comes a sense of pride when you've got Cece, who's a massive book fan, telling me that, I, yeah, you're my Dimitri. And other than that, it's kind of like, you know what? I (laughs) did give it – I gave it my all.
0: I will – so I'm going to hand to the OG book fans in the room and I'm going to hand it over to the OG book creator, which is Rochelle. I wanna know what it's been like seeing another version of Rose and Dimitri come to life and what have been your favorite moments. Let's embarrass and Kieran and Cece. Let's let's hear. Let's hear the let's hear the good times.
2: <laughs> no, uh, I think a huge part um, that I just love uh, is the way they play off each other. And I a question I'm asked a lot is, how did you think of Dimitri? And I, I feel sometimes like I need a story like, oh, my car broke down one day and then this guy in a duster stopped. You know, they want to hear something big and dramatic. But the the reality of it was, you know, I created Rose, this kick-ass action girl. And you think about what does she need in her life? What is her journey? And that sort of Dimitri complements that and vice versa. You know, what does he need? I mean, he comes across as our you know, stoic, all-knowing guy, but he really doesn't. He's got his flaws. And so their, their dynamic in the books is they, I hate to say complete each other, that, that's cliched, but they they bring out things in each other and challenge each other. And so it's exactly what I see on the screen, like the way you guys interact. Uh, you, you poke each other, you encourage each other. And I, that's what makes each individual character work, I believe.
0: They dance together in, uh, the, in dancing. The, the dancing. The dancing goes on the
2: motorcycle list, right? The, the motorcycle and Ring of Fire. Line dancing, right? That was so interesting
4: because I remember getting the script and I looked at it at she says like, I don't think Dimitri would dance. I don't think Dimitri would stand at the bar. And I was like, for me, I think like that was really interesting because uh, I'd done all this meticulous work. I was like, yeah, there's no way. There's no way he'd be dancing. And then I'm so glad we actually kind of got to see that because... Um, Audiences will never know this because it was just a stage direction, but it was um the Death Watch was the sort of our mourning period. But it said this celebration is a sort of ritual and it's the Dampir's way of clinging harder to life. And I thought that was just so like beautiful. It's like, okay, maybe Dimitri would pass it like maybe in every province this is the dance that happens mm. at the, the death watch. It was like finding the why. But yeah, I'm glad everyone liked that scene because we were all so scared to watch it because all of our acting went out the window. We all just started having like the wildest dance ever. Um <laughs> Yeah, Dimitri dances.
3: The dancing scene was really funny. Characters that wouldn't normally dance with each other or interact were also having their moment as well. So like even even <laughs> Kieran and Drew had a moment. Like it was
0: chaos. I loved it. It
1: was an instant fan favourite.
0: Is there any, I will I will ask uh, for another teaser, is there any joyful scenes like that coming up? Is there any fun things you can sort of say that you're most looking forward to everyone having a bit of a lighter look at? We have fun,
3: but everything's like quite traumatic. post episode five and everything gets really yeah, intense like- and so much, so much happens. So I like to think that we can steal a moment of, um, you know, happiness and lightness and joy and and I think as actors we are always looking for those moments even when everything is really serious. From this point on things just get absolutely crazy and insane and interesting and it's full throttle so we're really picking up now we're really picking up now.
0: I will say I asked that with a leading question because we end episode six with some real fun going down because it's the consummation of a relationship. It's the first big kiss. Finally. Okay. Sexiest t- sexiest tattoo giving moment ever, I think, is now the, the vibe we're going for here.
3: Yeah, that was, that was
4: hot. It's not going to lie. The description in the script was that. Sexiest tattoo moment ever. That's what we were aiming for. Excellent. And that was it. That was our only <laughs> line.
0: Yeah, how much rehearsal went into this? How much did you guys have to like plan this out or was it a little bit more like you know these characters by this point, you've got a feeling for them, let's go?
3: These days um, intimacy coordination is really important. So we mostly talked with Rebecca, our intimacy coach, about like consent and what everyone's comfortable with and, you know, feeling safe and all of that. But it was a relatively closed set and Erica is just, fantastic and she likes to use music as well so we were doing our scene and listening to um
0: (laughs) um video games by lana del rey (laughs) great song great choice perfect
3: perfect choice we ended up with something that everyone was comfortable with 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 ultimate goal and it turned out fantastic and i think the fact that we were comfortable like with each other and with our director and in the room and stuff i think like I think that shines through. I think, I think
0: you can see, you
4: can see it. Yeah. Oh well, no, I say. I think. I think it's really aligns with their characters too. Because me and Erica had had a conversation about like, role. Uh, to Dimitri, for whatever reason, in this moment, what well, we know the reason, but um, in this, he just he does he surrenders. So that was like a really big uh, conversation. Was it was like, he has to hold out, and then it, it has to be rose, and then he has to surrender to that. And I think that was like, it's like this idea of the you he kind of bonds them in that mm-hmm. moment. I think uh, he sort of introduced her to be a guardian completely and it's a it's a weird sort of contradiction, but it's a beautiful one, I guess.
0: But Rochelle, this is a bit of a different take, obviously, from their first, you know, kind of moments. What was it like watching for you going, Oh, okay, he's giving her the he's giving her the bond. yeah. That's exciting. And way, oh
2: it was great. I mean, I am reiterating a, a lot of what's been said, you know, I, the tension and and the pacing of it was was great. And uh I know my reaction when I watched it was like, this is sooner than I expected it to happen in the timeline, which then set me thinking like, oh no, that just means bad stuff will happen. You know, it's, cause you think of that as like, oh, that's the happy culmination. You're like, oh, if it's happening this early, then there's a lot of trouble ahead. Uh, <laughs> I was also surprised that Dimitri's a trained tattooist, apparently, <laughs> like he can do that. It, it also looked very unhygienic to me. I was also really concerned about that, but I was trying to like, you know, suspend my disbelief. I mean, uh, <laughs> he got the he got the ice cube out. That kind of yes, worked. Did he you just, know <laughs> the needle may have been sterilized before we we saw it? I don't. I don't know.
3: I really love the concept of the way that Rose and Dimitri did it as well, because it's like you know, Rose goes in for the official marking ceremony, like it's the big people and it's. And it's this like ancient tradition of of you know earning your medals in battle and that kind of thing. And then Victory it does it for her, but in this really like it's not just like sensual and intimate, but it's kind of it's like underground. Like it's it's I don't know how to explain it, but it's for example, it's like being given the symbol of of a medal in the middle of a battle when you've just saved someone's life, as opposed to getting that in an official ceremony when mm. everyone's there watching you. Like there's something about it happening in a moment like that, that makes it more meaningful, I think, to Rose and to Dimitri and to the story, you know? Like you can't get much more. Oh, no, the word's not down to earth, but you know, do you guys know what I mean? As Yeah, like a-, a... Ceremony about it. It's this beautiful, intimate moment. And, of yeah. course... Dimitri knows how to do it by hand. Like, he is that
4: kind of he does
0: skill. It. He does his own. I was going say, <laughs> he's that kind of a badass. He's like, I'm going to do my own.
4: He's getting that many. He's just used to it. <laughs> All
0: right. I'm going to turn up the heat now. It's time to do our favourite game here. Surprise and delight! Basically, I'm going to ask you what were you most surprised by in the episode. And for Kieran and Cece, it's probably like maybe when you got script or maybe even when you were filming, did something surprise you? And then what were you most delighted by? And you could only give one thing as an answer. And my new rule for this week, no one can repeat someone else's answer. ba Taking the stakes up week by week. So, Cece, because you're Rose Hathaway and Rose Hathaway always goes first... What did you, what what were you most surprised by?
3: Obviously from the beginning, the scripts change a lot, particularly in like a first season when you're you're figuring out everything um, and you get to see the characters evolve through the writing and stuff. I was surprised by everything because I know the books so well. So Mm -hmm. everything that happened, I was like, oh, we're doing that now or like, Oh, we're going to leave that out, or we're going to, or this person is going to be a different character to the way they were in the books. So I think everything in the script initially surprised me, and I know that like, Kieran, Kieran and I were like, "Oh man, like, when's the when's the necklace scene? Like, oh, when's this scene coming up? When's this scene coming up?" And they didn't, but then we got another like lovely um, version of it that that was kind of. More our own,
0: I guess. Would you say you're most delighted by the not necklace scene, but repl- rip whatever's coming in?
3: Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm delighted by it. Um, but here and you go, and I'll, I'll have to think about my delight.
4: <laughs> All right, I'm passing the turns. Um, okay, I was more surprised. I feel like it's really indulgent if I say something from Dimitri's behalf, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> I was really surprised um initially uh, Dimitri's uh, impulsivity to and defiance in lying for Rose um when he lies about Sasha. That was something that was like, oh, he's in deep now. It's not only is he sort of sacrificing uh himself for Rose, he's sacrificing potentially his life for Rose, you know. Um and she doesn't really get that. I think that's a really big moment for him. It's it's so minuscule in the episode as well that we can we can blink and you miss it. And I think that's such a huge moment for him. He realises in this moment, putting it all on the shield here. Uh, what was I most delighted by? Uh, can I say two? Can I say two? Or was going to say one? Because you, you know I'm what? You
0: In theme with the episode, as, rule, as rule-breaking as rule Dimitri comes to the fore, so can Kieran rule-breaking okay, yeah, yeah, the the okay. So
4: as we mentioned,
0: the Ring of Fire.
4: Um, but secondly, Mr. Ivashkov. Say it.
0: oh you dropped the a-bomb in the room damn I wait can't. am i
4: not allowed to do that <laughs> no you can
0: no you can i'm just surprised that dimitri would drop adrian's name in a room because that's not normal
4: <laughs> uh yeah i just think i think um a, uh, having researched from before like fans are so hungry for adrian you know they didn't get the opportunity of the film and i think um yeah, I just think it's gonna. just think that's such a beautiful sort of turn of events for people that thought they'd never meet an Adrian, and now they get to see it. And I think the way he's sort of introduced is is wonderful. Um, and yeah, Leo's an incredible actor. So yeah. It,
3: okay, it's technically not stealing Kieran's answer. <laughs> I will say no. Hang on, I will say I will say Adrian, but I will say I was both surprised and delighted by the choice of casting for Adrian, mm. because obviously we all know these characters. Um, so in my mind, it's always a question like, oh my God, who would they, who would they get to play this person, you know, in the world of the books and then also in the world of the show and, you know, young actors and all of that kind of stuff. So that was, that's always really exciting to see who they're going to cast for these, you know, like classic iconic characters. And I was initially surprised when I saw Leo, um, Woodall who plays, um, Adrian and, because you, you read the books and you have a very specific image in your head, you know, particularly mm-hmm. of such a charismatic character like Adrian. And so when I first saw him in pictures, I was like, what? I don't know if I get it. Like, I don't know if this is my book, Adrian, in my head, you know what I mean? And then as soon as I actually acted with him or, like, got in a space with him and got to see how he, like, talks and moves and the accent he's doing and all of that stuff. I was like, oh, my God, there it is. There's the essence. Mm -hmm. And that was, I was surprised and delighted by that.
0: I would 100% agree with that. It's like initial, like, shock and then you're like, oh, I see this now. So, and I'm excited because you've already dropped me a little tease that you will be acting with him in scenes and you will be talking to him. And Julie Plex already said we're going to hear the iconic phrase, Little Dampier, so...
3: Yes, we
0: are. Come on.
4: And Dimitri hates it, so there we go. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I am ready for that. The GIF, the GIF alone, the GIF opportunities for this, like all this sequencing alone, is gonna be amazing. Okay, so Rochelle, I got to ask you now. The tape. We're turning the spotlight to you. Your surprise and delight, and you know the rules. You can't say what someone else has said, although we've been cheating all along. So go for it.
2: uh well as i as i said before of course dimitri tattooing uh was a surprise but to not repeat myself uh i was surprised at how awful tatiana was like i already was thinking she was and then she exceeded my expectations so i hadn't expected her to become even more terrible than she was so you need to add her to your uh the worst list oh my god the worst
0: list is growing i mean zeklos senior he's on it from this episode. He is on, he's number one with a bullet, but she's not far behind. That that move on the bar at Sonya with the whole like, oh, I think it was Mikhail's fault for being a crap guardian. I was ready to throw hands. All right. What were you most delighted by?
2: I was delighted by Adrian's art collection. I didn't expect that. I knew he's kind of an art guy, uh, but it's, I, I always love characters with kind of conflicting traits, you know, and when you first see Adrian, there he is in the robe and the speedo, and you're like, okay, this this is Adrian, and then he shows you his art collection and expounds on it, and you're just like, whoa, like, I don't know what to think here, which is how you should feel about Adrian,
0: honestly. Mm-hmm. He's classic Adrian, smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors, that boy.
2: Now, Shannon, every
0: week you surprise us, and I will tell everybody Kieran's already said he's competitive about this. It is time for, as your final challenge, the quiz about this episode. Everybody's in. Rochelle, you too. And I mean, I don't know, as the creator of the books, I feel like you have a little bit of a leg up, but then maybe you don't, because you didn't. But they're you know. about the show, right? I know this is true. This is true. I just feel, I don't know. I'm trying to give people some help. But everyone, get ready. Shout it out. There
1: is no buzzers. Let's go. Question one. The queen implores the royals on the royal tour to choose an heir to the throne who will specifically do what as king or queen? What is the most important thing that, that person
4: Unite does? the Dominion.
1: Hey. Oh my gosh, you were not kidding. <laughs> Kieran knows this. Something else though, isn't it? Unite the king uh unite the dominion, not tear it apart. Hey.
0: Okay. That's I'll give it- I'll right. give a half a point.
1: No, yeah. I would I would say that's a solid point.
2: Oh. <laughs> I For celerity,
1: can I have a full point? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a real breaking Dimitri. He gets what he wants. Seriously.
1: <laughs> All right, question two. How does Rose convince one of the Guardians to put her on duty in Mikhail's village?
3: Oh, uh, okay. I'm talking to the Guard.
1: First,
4: uh, Go I dive in. The first, the first Guardian to kill a Strigoi. First novice to kill a Strigoi since her mother.
3: That's correct.
0: Dang. Wow. That was a that was a real brag moment.
3: How do you know?
4: Because <laughs> uh, I watched you do it 70 times in the cold for me to come oh, in with Oh that's one life.
3: right! Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, right. We were filming this scene. But Kieran doesn't step in until like the last 10 yes. seconds of the shot. But he's standing behind the wall watching the entire time. Wow, I forgot you were there for that scene.
0: My bad. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Kieran, you perform- it was a great performance. We were just all focused on Rose in that moment.
1: <laughs> yes. Kieran is in the lead and we are in question Ooh. three. Name Mikhail's village.
0: Crony village.
1: Yep, that is one point to CC. And are we at two and two?
0: Yeah. All right, tiebreaker. I was gonna say Camry Village, but that's not right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Tiebreaker question. Question four. Uh Dimitri lies about what happens to Sasha. What does he say happened to her?
4: Shall I do the, 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 her duty as a
0: <laughs> Yes. That's correct. Pay
4: your respects at her funeral pyre.
0: Hey! He even does it the oh. <laughs> extra credit. <laughs> does that make Dimitri the quiz winner? That makes Karen's Dimitri the, the quiz winner. That's all right. We've got a couple of more episodes. If you need to come back, CC, we can always do another quiz. All right. Our next segment fan mail. So we asked everybody on Penguin Teens Instagram and Twitter to submit questions to Kieran and Cece. And oh boy, did we get a lot. We got so many fantastic questions. Hopefully we answered some of them in our conversation in our chat just now. I think we did. But we've got a few more that we know you want answered. Shannon, kick us off.
1: All right. So this first question comes from Andrea on Twitter. And it says, were there any scenes now or in further episodes that were particularly hard to film either mentally emotionally or physically
4: I feel like all of CC's things were I thought like all of your scenes were a mingle of all them emotions um but I uh, I think all of them have come with their own challenges um physically I'd say eight for me was a, a tough one but it was that's actually that quite exciting I'm excited to see that um and then emotionally I think I became so sort of lapsed to Dimitri that when I was in takes, um, it was very hard to draw a line between CC and Rose and seeing Rose sort of be so emotional. It's kind of like, you kind but of feel quite helpless in that scene. And that's a really interesting sort of empathy challenge, you know, like Kieran as a human being wants to be like, I'm so sorry. Whereas Dimitri's kind of like tough and gritty, And that, that was a really, that's really conflicting and really sort of... Um, I guess you find a juice in there, that's where the flaws come along. But yeah, that was, that's for me, especially when Mikhail dies, um, watching CC and that was just tough.
1: Looking forward to episode eight too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. Very nervous.
3: Um, hmm, most challenging, I think, I really suffer from the cold and we were shooting in the middle of winter in Spain. So that was really tough for me. Nights, like long nights outside, kind of when it's, you know, below 10 degrees Celsius kind of thing I think I really struggled with the first fight because mm-hmm. it the way the way we see it in episode one like it, it seems a lot shorter than it was but it was very long and it was the first fight and I was only just learning how to get back into doing like martial arts and combat on screen mm-hmm. um and yeah I don't know I, I I sort of have a knack for it but when you've been out of practice with any skill you kind of have to not only relearn the skill but relearn how to relearn the skill so mm-hmm. like Drew was miles ahead of me in terms of the choreography because my brain hadn't clicked in that way yet so I'm really glad that I had Drew uh, in that scene because he was just really supportive and and he was kind of like pulling me through it same with um same with the stunt team. They were very attentive on that first night. And this was the first physical stuff that we'd done in the whole episode, basically, and that kind of stuff. So that that was a challenging fight. The first fight for me was probably the most physically challenging and emotionally challenging as well, because it was, you know, it's such a commemorative moment mm. um thing for me, I yeah. reckon.
0: Well, and to that point, one of the next questions was from Vampire Academy Army on Twitter, who wants to know, Cece, as a long-time book fan, did you have any real pinch-me moments of reading the scripts or being on set and saying, "I am filming this scene that I've just like imagined for years"?
3: I mean, like we say, like it's an adaptation, so there are things within scenes that really relate to the book. Like you know, it's the little things, like Rose giving. Lisa Unicorn and and doing certain stuff with Mason and like so all of those moments are there in some way or another, but because it's it's different, it's always little details that I pick up on rather than we're doing this scene from the book today, if that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know, Kieran, what do you think?
4: I mean, I didn't play Rose Hathaway, uh, my childhood hero, but you I I I'm gonna speak for Cece and say that I know she was so excited to take on this. Um and if you follow Cece on TikTok, there's a little video of her reading Vampire Academy <laughs> on a little balcony in Spain and it says, When you've f- when you have a flashback and remember you're living your childhood dream and I think that's really sweet.
3: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's cool um talking to the fans about it, I guess, as well, cause like you know, I I I'm just like them, like reading the books and watching the movie over and over and over a thousand times. Kieran does the same thing. It's something that I love dearly. And I I, you know, it's been years and years and years since I first started loving it. So I guess the whole thing is a pinch me moment. So there's mm-hmm. not any specific scenes from the book where I'm like. We, we go in to film that scene, but there are these small details and interactions and stuff that I go, oh, my God, this is from this part in the book. Like, this is where we are. It's like a marker of where we are in the story, I guess. Um, but obviously, like, I got the audition and I was like, oh, my God, there's no way. There's no way this is real. <laughs> we got to the end of it and the last and then, you know, and then you're waiting for a final call and you're like, this, there's no way that this is going to happen in real life. And then it did and, you know, I screamed and cried and danced and and called my sister because she loved the books as well and and I think that was probably my biggest, like, pinch me moment, I guess, was the final, yes, you are going to be Rose Hathaway moment.
1: So, Cece is living her, like, childhood dream as Rose Hathaway. Mm -hmm. Kieran, you've mentioned feeling just shocked finding out that you got Dimitri. Um, Katie Ray 55 on Instagram wants to know, did you audition for other roles or did you um, end up exactly with the role that you thought you were going to get?
4: So, I auditioned for Dimitri through uh, American Casting and I really liked it. I was like, I don't know, there was just something that was kind of, like, clicked. It was more, again, straight away from the page. The scene that we auditioned with isn't actually in the show. Um... It was like a mock-up. There's similar aspects of it, um, but it was—I could just see that all this, in, this in, its like an internalization of emotion, and it just really hooked me. But I'd seen the film, I'd seen Danila, I'd seen the drawings. I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to be playing a six-foot-seven Russian god um, <laughs> as much as I really want, as much as I really wanted to. Um, and then, yeah, I never heard back from my tape for like two weeks, and then British casting came along and was like, oh, would Kieran audition for Dimitri? And I was like, well, someone kind of thinks I look right. Um, but I've already done it. Um and I was like, but can I audition for Christian, please? Um and they come back and said, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really did want to audition for Christian and I tried my best. Um, but it just wasn't meant to be. And I did they come back and was like, Oh no, 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 we're interested in you for Dimitri. And that was like music, you know. Um, that was yeah, I think I believe I'm in the right place Um, and I can't imagine another Christian after meeting Andre Um, if I didn't get either of them though um, I'm sorry Leo I would have had to audition for Adrian as well
0: the sliding doors moment of you being Adrian wow I would love to see that we should dress as I want to play them
4: all I want to play yeah let's just do like a a, a multiverse and I'll just play everybody
0: (laughs) I want to
3: play as well I want to play Victor
0: Let's gender flip it too. Like let's have Kieran, you play Rose. Come on.
3: <laughs> Clearly there's no other, there's no other choice for Dimitri. Like I remember doing the auditions. And even before we had to said a word, I just looked at him and I was like, you know what? I think that's it. I <laughs> think guy. that's that's Dimitri. That's who it is. <laughs> and then we did our chemistry read and it went amazing. And I was like, that's it. That's it that's it. That's the magic right there. Like we, I ha- I just had such a good feeling about both of us because, you know, sometimes you just feel the magic, even if you're doing a chemistry read through a computer screen, you know.
0: That's Im- that's impressive. i got to say, I've heard you guys talk about you did a chemistry read on Zoom. I, I mean, I believe it now. I've seen, I've seen the show, but wow.
4: Yeah. I think I logged on and CC was already in. And uh, I, you may have heard a video of Judy talk about how bad my hair was because I knew I had a ponytail. I slicked my hair back to give the impression that I had a ponytail, on, just to try my best. Um, and I get in the zoom, and one hair had fell forward in like a little curl. And Cece just goes, "Bro, you look like Superman!" And then I was just like, <laughs> That's cool. "I was like, she's getting I I was like, I might not get to meet you, but she will get." She's gonna be Rose. Like I could just I heard it straight away. I was like, "That's the girl." Oh um, but luckily, you here know, I am. It
3: was great. Exactly. Thank God. You know what's so funny as well is that the other day, um, Janetta and I busted out. Like, we found our old uh, audition tapes for the show, um, and so we compared because all the all the women basically read for Rose initially, and then you know, um, sort of were told or, or decided where to go from there. But um, she showed me her Rose audition and it was so like it was sweet, but it was so like earnest and, like and serious. And from what I knew of Rose, I was like, oh like she's she she's more like messy than that, I guess, and she's more forceful than that. And then we watched mine and and the scene, the scene is like, we we don't <laughs> we don't do, we don't need Dimitri. Like I'm your guardian now, and Janetta's was so beautiful. Like, you no, know, like we don't need Dimitri. I'm your guardian, and mine was like we don't need him. I'm your guardian now. Like I don't know what you're talking about because it's it's. <laughs> It was so funny and then we watched her Sonia audition and it was just the most beautiful thing and I was like, oh, my God, see, now we understand why I'm Rose and you're Sonia and she's just, like, giving this beautiful, ethereal performance and I was like, of course, of course, Sonia had to be you. Like, it it makes so much sense.
0: But that's it. You survived Surprise and Delight. You survived the the, the inter- interrogation of the quiz And you've been our guest. So thank you so much for being part of the show and the recap. We have loved seeing you bring Rose Hathaway and Dmitry Belkov to life. And we can't wait to see the next episodes. Kiran and Cece, it's been an absolute pleasure.
3: Thank you so much. I'm so glad we did this. And how cool is it to get in a room with Rochelle as well?
2: This is so (laughs) cool. That's how I feel
3: about you guys. (laughs) I'm so, I'm so happy. Like we... We love the books, like all of my friends that I know love the books, my sister, and everyone's just like so, so excited about this. So like, thanks for writing the books. Thanks for literally doing this entire thing. We mm-hmm. <laughs> <I> appreciate it.
4: <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time. Big fun, Rashad. It's been a lot of, thank you so much.
2: Well, thank you for embodying like what I wrote at three in the morning drinking 10 cups of coffee one night I remember with the first book I ran out of coffee creamer so I just mixed like instant coffee into my drip coffee like and it was just like all this frantic typing and so now to know like that crazed binge is you guys and what we've been seeing is that's my pinch me moment it's surreal it's great all right and
0: then Michelle I'm assuming you're obviously coming back next week because we have so much to talk about as this series continues to unfold
2: I'll be here if you'll keep having me Always, always.
0: All right, everyone, make sure you join us next week as we recap episode seven, Beyond the Wars, which the title alone is scaring me. makes me super nervous. So in the meantime, make sure you're following Sissy, Kieran, Rochelle, Penguin Teen on all your favourite social media channels for the latest Vampire Academy news. And we'll see you next week for the Vampire Academy Recap Party.